Today is Thursday, February 8th, 2024. I am the creepy stalker of the Fannie Willis case. And I have breaking news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Last night, we got a text from our friend MTG and she said, prepare for the morning. And here we are. MTG files new ethics complaint against Fannie Willis as Georgia residents continue to rage. Is this the one that'll get her kicked off the case? And if Fannie Willis gets kicked off the case, case goes away. It's going to be amazing. Hillary lashes out against Tucker in Putin interview. <laughs> They're so scared of this. They're trotting out Hill Dog. They went into the snake, into the pit of the snake, and they grab the, the queen python and drag up this reptilian. They make Hillary get up there and talk. Ooh, they're scared. It's going to be amazing. This interview drops today at 6 p.m. Tune in, by the way. Alex Bruzewitz joins the show to talk about running against rhinos. Rhino hunting, you thought it was illegal. No, it's not, ladies and gentlemen. It is alive and well in Wisconsin. We shall see. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. A lot of news breaking across the country. Stay informed, stay connected, stay online, stick with people who care about free speech like us and our dearest friends in the cell community, Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. When I say only, trust me, only, make sure that you are using networks that actually support your belief system and your freedoms and your natural rights. Patriot Mobile is one of those networks and they do not fund left-wing causes unlike the other three major cell phone networks. So go to patriotmobile.com today slash Benny. Call 972-PATRIOT to get free activation when you use the offer code Benny. patriotmobile.com slash Benny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hope you were online for this breaking news. Breaking as of seconds ago. Got a little tip off from MTG's Camp. MTG was going to join the show today. We're still seeing if she can hop on. It might be a phone call. We'll see. She's traveling right now, uh, but we'll see, ladies and gentlemen. We shall see. Uh, MTG dropping this fire this morning on Big Fanny. A massive, hard, public spanking on the biggest fanny there is. Marjorie Taylor Greene files a second ethics complaint against Georgia prosecutor charged Trump. It's got, you got to have to ask yourself at this point, like, how are they going to continue this prosecution? Now, the circus this is like the OJ trial. Like, the, it was already a circus, and now the circus is going to, like, backfire on them. And it's going to become personal. And it's getting very, very messy. And it's actually spinning out of control. And I have a theory on this that it's about containment now. They know that Trump's going to win, and now it's simply about containing and getting in place the infrastructure to stop Trump once he wins. And you are seeing that infrastructure collapse in real time. Here we go. Rep. Roger Taylor Green accused Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, who is prosecuting Trump in Georgia, of trying to avoid transparency. Let's read, baby. From NBC News. Oh, man. They hate it when it's printed in the corporate media. They hate it. They hate it when people in the corporate press, when like that, that bubble is pierced by articles like this. Marjorie Taylor Greene on Thursday today called for an investigation into Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis over claim that Willis, the prosecutor pursuing charges against former President Donald Trump in the Georgia election case, has flouted state transparency and ethics rules. Let us, let us dive in, shall we? Not the way, of course, that Loverboy did dive in to Big Fanny, but in our own very Christian uh, way. Green 
a conservative firebrand and staunch Trump supporter said that in the complaint filed with the Georgia State Ethics Commission, Willis failed to file personal financial disclosure statements in the years that she opened the high profile Trump case violating Georgia law. Now, why would she be doing that? Well, because there are dark forces in politics that fund people like her, and she uses those funds to go on exciting little carnival cruise vacations with Loverboy. The Georgia Campaign Finance Act exists to ensure that public officials are transparent and open about their dealings, influences, and motivations, and that is exactly what Fannie Willis sought to avoid with every turn. Transparency, the complaint says, Georgians have a right to know and an who exerts undue and unfair influence in their elected officials. Green slammed the omission, which occurred between 2021 and 2022, <laughs> uh, as intentional or demonstrating at least a wanton disregard for her duties and law. Willis's relationship with special prosecutor Nathan Wade had illegally tainted the prosecution. Willis also failed to file a financial disclosure statement after she ran for a judgeship in 2018. For that reason, Fannie Willis's alleged failures to disclose these suspicion relations and transactions must be fully investigated and have proven true punished in order to vindicate these rights and restore Georgians' confidence in the rule of law. District Attorney's Office declined to comment on Green's complaint. Turns out that Fannie Willis may actually uh, be in trouble here because by failing to disclose this, she is in violation of FEC rules and obligations, and also she would be in violation of federal law because she takes federal cash. So the amazing thing about taking federal money is, one, um, there's lots of it, unfortunately. Shouldn't be, but there is. And two, there are a lot of strings attached. And so if you take federal dollars like Fannie does, there are a huge number of rules that you must ascribe to. Some of those rules are, well, not misusing that money because then it becomes a federal offense. Fannie Willis did misuse that money and then wound up firing a whistleblower who blew the whistle on that misuse. Fannie Willis is on tape firing that whistleblower. This is a federal crime. We know very well whistleblower protections. We've read all of the statutes as it pertains to the whistleblowers on the Biden crime family that came forward with the IRS. We thought we better brush up on this. Uh, let me tell you what, <laughs> you are not allowed to revenge fire somebody who's saying you are misusing federal funds. And that is precisely what Fannie Wills did here. This is why Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Article 1 of the Constitution have oversight in this jurisdiction. So Fannie Willis is in for a world of hurt, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is Fannie Willis's misuse, not only of federal funds, but then firing of a whistleblower who's about to blow the whistle on her while Fannie Willis was blowing something entirely different. Watch. Loverboy finalizes divorce so he could run away with Fannie. But then Fannie and Loverboy got hit with subpoenas and have to testify about their shenanigans together. And when it rains, it pours. Fannie's office has a whistleblower. And the whistleblower recorded Fannie. And the Free Beacon gave the recording the prime time. The whistleblower, Amanda Timpson, says she caught Fannie's aide stealing money. Fannie's office got a federal grant for half a million dollars. It was supposed to go to gang prevention. But Fannie's aide, Michael Koofy, allegedly blew the money on travel, computers, and swag. The whistleblower confronted Fannie, 
and recorded it. He wanted to do things with grants that were impossible. And I kept telling him, like, we can't do that and questioning stuff. He would take me off projects, tell people I wasn't doing what I was supposed to because I questioned him. Because I understood, I helped write that grant. I knew what was in that grant. He told everybody, we're gonna get MacBooks, we're gonna do that, we're gonna get swag, we're gonna use it for travel. I said, you cannot do that. It's a very, very specific grant. So I respect that is your assessment. Um, it was clear to me that you and Mr. Cuffey were not getting along. And I'm not saying that your assessment is wrong. So what Fannie do next? Fired the whistleblower. Seven armed men escorted her out of the office. Fanny said the whistleblower didn't meet her standards. You can't do that. Like, you realize that, right? Like, it's not up to Fanny Willis whether the whistleblower meets the standards. You can't just take the federal cash, use it on your boyfriend in luxury vacations, swag, computers, whatever, and then just say, oh, you noticed this? You're fired. You also can't sleep with your staff, which is quite interesting. Fannie Willis has now completely admitted that this is what she is doing. This is no longer something that is a hilarious story of illusion and potential um, scandal. This is something that is openly admitted to. She admits she had an affair with top prosecutor Nathan Wade, confirms personal relationship, but rejects salacious claim that it was improper and insists it started after he was hired to investigate Trump. So now she's lying again. Because there are a bunch of witnesses saying, no, this this started long beforehand. And by the way, this guy's being paid more than any other prosecutor on the case. He's gotten almost a million bucks. This guy's billing Fanny past midnight. For what? What services exactly would this guy be billing Fanny for past midnight? Let's investigate. Fanny Willis's lover boy, Nathan Wade, might be the hardest working lawyer in America. Nathan allegedly billed taxpayers for 24 hours of work on the Trump Georgia case in a single day. That means Nathan was working all day and all night on Fanny's case. What would Loverboy be working on past midnight? He wouldn't be billing Fanny. No, he couldn't be. I'm sure he was just burning the midnight oil at the office. Loverboy's billed nearly 700 grand. Is he making more than the lawyers who aren't sleeping with Fannie? Is he making more because he's more qualified than they are? Or is the lover just working harder? <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, we've been working on our dad puns here at this program. And sometimes the jokes just write themselves because we went back into the annals of history and we're able to actually find Fannie Willis before she ran for office talking about why she is running for office before she won this office, talking about her predecessor and saying that the reason that she should be elected is because she's not going to bang her staff. We kid you not. Fannie Willis talking about exactly what she intends on doing and how hard she intends on going on her staff. The district attorney's office in Fulton should be the beacon of the Southeast. It should be the absolute best office between Washington, D.C. and Miami. And right now what you have is a office of dysfunction and corruption, and we deserve better. And I am the right choice to improve it. Corruption, uh, 
Ms. Willis, that's a strong word uh, to level against the office that Paul Howard has run for nearly a quarter of a century. If he if he gets reelected, it'll be more than 25 years. You have a DA sitting there that doesn't have the qualifications and the experience to do the job. What I can guarantee you is with my reputation, with my community ties, I am going to be able to attract the best and the brightest minds to that office. You're sitting with someone today that actually wants to make a difference because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees, because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit fit children because we deserve better. <laughs> well, Fanny Willis, uh, let's just say we should definitely be checking your pockets for what's in there exactly, because what's in there is obvious lies to the court. Check this out for Mike Davis, the uh, one of the sharpest legal minds in America. If true, Fulton County DA Fanny Willis perjured herself before the court, she may lose her law license. What is Mike talking about? New details allege against Fulton County DA Fannie Willis. Witnesses will testify that she cohabitated with Nathan Wade despite her denials at her home. The relationship began in 2019, three years before Willis and Wade said it began and before Wade's 2021 appointment. So here you have the actual evidence there. This is gonna be obviously litigated in the courts but if you have multiple witnesses saying this is what's happening, well, you're gonna have a tough time for Big Fanny. Ladies and gentlemen, and now the corporate media begins to smell blood in the water. The narrative is getting out of control, so they are now turning on Fanny Willis. It's amazing to see articles like this from Marjorie Taylor Greene printed today in NBC News. So good on ya, Congresswoman, you are dropping the heat on Big Fanny. But it's not just Congresswoman Greene, it is also the residents of Fulton County who are humiliated, embarrassed, and enraged at all of this. It is worth looking at that because these residents are the ones who obviously vote in these elections, and it is the internal pressure that really gets to people. The external pressure is obviously something that you would expect in public office, but it's the internal pressure that finally collapses individuals. That's why it's so important when like Joe Biden's own team turns against him from inside the White House, and we'll get to that in just a second. But it is the internal pressure from inside of your district that is so powerful in moments like these. And the people of Fulton County are being humiliated. Check out this brand new clip of a new resident to Fulton County being like, where the hell did I just move? What kind of a clown show are you guys running here? What a, what a national embarrassment you people are. Watch. Fulton County has a case backlog of more than 20,000, 30 35% of inmates in Fulton County Jail are still unindicted by the DA, and 25 inmates died there in the last two years amid the Trump grand jury. Fannie Willis isn't serving this community. She wasn't even before she became absorbed with her own legal problems. No one believes that now amid new lawsuits, congressional investigations, and subpoenas that she will start doing her job. The community deserves a prosecutor 15 whose seconds. priority is public safety and the rule of law, not helping Joe Biden win in 2024. For the good of this state, she must resign. Likewise, Commissioner Natalie Hall just cost taxpayers $902,487. She must resign. She refuses to resign. Please charge the loss to her district constituents. So good for you. That woman certainly doesn't seem like some type of right-wing MAGA Republican. <laughs> like a lot of people that are showing up at these hearings are going in hard on Fannie because they're embarrassed, actually. She's become a joke. She's become, there's no way she can continue this case. 
She's become a national laughingstock. And people are, like the residents of Fulton County are beginning to call her out to like great hilarity. I know, I know, I played the clip before, but just one more time. One more time because it does deserve uh, extreme credit on the program uh, because there were props involved and there was a wig involved and there was great acting involved. Give the Academy Award to the lady with Nathan's hot dog. My name is fat ass, sass and crass, no class, Fulton County. I'm incognito today, y'all, because the white folks is after me. I got a little bit of a PR problem. Natalie, you might be able to help me with, I could use the name of your PR firm. You know, the one that got you on the top 100 list. That's the kind of PR I'm looking for. You know, I, I know you'll understand that nothing and nobody comes between me and my Nathan's hot dog. Yeah, come on up in here now, my dark and lovely lunch. Oh yeah, there you are, come on. Yes, my PR firm, all they tell me to do is take me to church. Yeah. Take me to church, I worship you, dog. You're the light of my life. Please forgive me my sins, but I would fall on a knife. <laughs> I'm fat ass, and crass, no class. <laughs> Ooh, man, I'm loving these Fulton County residents. Oh, Baby, and we got the best one yet to play for you. By the way, it, the, like what she's referencing here is that Fannie Willis went to church, literally, to try and desecrate blas blasphemously, is that a word? To try and blaspheme from the altar of the church and say that everybody who criticizes me just hates black people, black women specifically. And that life's hard for black women. Like, at what point are we going to stop using this excuse? Like, at what point is this going to fall on deaf? I think we've actually reached that point. You are seeing now the um, the the antibody reaction to DEI, ESG, to wokeness, to institutionalized racism. Like, this shit just doesn't fly anymore. Fannie Willis wobbled up to the pedestal of a church and said, um, I'm allowed to cheat and destroy a marriage because I'm a black woman. I'm allowed to misuse government funds because I'm a black woman. I'm allowed to lie to the court, perjure myself because I'm a black woman, effectively. And that's just my journey. Sorry, that, that's that one. Um, that's not how salvation works. Okay, you don't get to like clothe yourself in glory as you're destroying marriages. Uh, not great. See what the Bible says about that. See what the Bible says about like Jezebels who destroy marriages. And then two, um, what is like when are we, like I think we actually have had a bellyful as a society of people being able to try and absolve themselves because of their skin color for their crimes. I, I like. I really think we punched the ticket there, but this is what that woman with Nathan's hot dog is referencing. All the glory I receive, it's His grace, not a perfect me. We are at a time in history, people. Hear me on this. 
We are at a time in history when you can no longer sit back and just let other folks do it. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. The Lord is completing us. We are not perfect. We need your prayers. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. With that kind of support, we will move mountains and do Jesus' will. Stumbling all the way. So this flawed, hard-headed, and imperfect child has a message for each of you today. Please find a way to do your extraordinary, God-given assignment and make this community and the world a better place for all of his people. Uh, are you making the world a better place by lying to the court? Are you making the world a better place by using literal witches to get your indictment against Trump? Are you making the world a better place by breaking up marriages? By destroying marriages? Cheating on another woman's husband? Cheating with another woman's husband? Like, is that, that is this some type of like, are, are you trying to justify this? Like I totally, as a simple Christian, I totally understand you got to go like absolve your sins and that's between you and God. All right. Simple Christian over here. Okay. Not throwing stones, but I do read my Bible and that shouldn't be something that you brag about. That should be something that you're ashamed of actually. Like what, like, have we lost the capacity for shame in our society? And this ladies and gentlemen is where Tasha K comes in. Never heard of Tasha K, but her clip ping pong balled around my social media feed. And I said, ooh, Tasha K, let's book her for the show. Tasha K has a very different take on the black woman who is actually victimized here. Have a listen. What about Nathaniel's wife, Fanny? All that money you allocated tricking on a prosecutor, tricked his wife, out of $1,400 a month alimony payments and even took some of it back using the debit card out the same account that he put the money in from contracts he allegedly f***ed you for. Where's the justice for this black woman when she's saying, I've been married to his ass for 26 years, raised his children, and he somewhere, he somehow found a way to get a, to get around the law to only pay me $700 every two weeks and then he splits that with me? This is the one you getting up on a church podium here to stand beside? What's the problem? Women find this men. How you in church to my, when I found this black man, you didn't find him. He's f***ing you. Full way up. That's just that's just what it is. Ridicule is such a powerful weapon. And ridicule is something that we shall continue to do. And we shall externally apply this pressure. Now, we've already proven that this can work with Rana. Rana, gonna. Yeah, right. She's like, releases a statement like, I'm going to see what happens. No, dude, you're gone. Okay. We applied external pressure to Rana. We humiliated her. We proved that she was not worthy of the position that she held. 
We made it toxic to donate to her or say something nice about her. And then we actually manifested the literal booze in real time to her face. We created the energy, we took the energy from the online spaces here and we applied it to her in real life. Okay, we made it real. And that ringing stayed in her ears forever. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing that with Fannie Willis. The final thing I'll show you here is that the work has already started. The reason why Trump's mugshot hangs so prominently in my studio is because of clips like this, where after Donald Trump was arrested by the fraud, Fannie Willis, the homewrecker, the perjurer, the criminal, the federal criminal, Fannie Willis, the people of Fulton County marched out into the street from their homes, crime-ridden, broken down neighborhoods to cheer on Trump, to say free Trump. Everybody. Fanny, you done effed up, is what they say in this video. Look at that fraud, dog. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how Donald Trump was greeted. And this is the leverage that we are going to use in order to get Fanny to not only be kicked off this case, but also to ensure that Fannie Willis faces her own charges. Fannie Willis may, in fact, be facing her own hard time. And we look forward to that battle, ladies and gentlemen. Fannie Willis coordinated with the White House, coordinated with the January 6th committee. She met with Joe Biden. And then as soon as she was done doing that, she just popped right over to Fulton County and brought charges against Donald Trump. It's so transparent, it's embarrassing. And at this point, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us as a society to push back against it. It's time for us as an audience to actually use our leverage against Fannie Willis. And that is precisely what we're going to do. Fannie Willis is called an embarrassment by Georgia residents after admission of personal relationship with Trump prosecutor Nathan Wade. What the hell is going on? This is the external forces that we will apply. Top Florida GOP congressman introduces bill to take out top Trump investigator, Fannie Willis. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Corey Mills, who's a friend of the show, uh, is now introduced legislation to ensure that Fannie Willis may in fact be unable to do her job. Rep. Corey Mills is introducing a bill on Wednesday, sending a pointed message to Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis following the reveal of a alleged relationship between her and the Trump prosecutor election subversion case against Donald Trump. The bill first shared with the Washington Examiner is called the Against Federal Funds for Allowing Inappropriate Relationships Act or shortened the Affair Act. <laughs> Got me. Good job, Corey. The legislation would prohibit awarding federal funds to the office of any state or local chief prosecutor and any individual in such office has been convicted of engaging in corruption or any other unlawful activity. Corey Mills is one of several Republicans who have called for investigations into Willis and demanded that she recuse herself from the investigation into Donald Trump. Willis does not plan on stepping down from the case, just like Ronna didn't plan on stepping down from the RNC. And how'd that work out for her? Yeah. Don't worry, baby. We got this. The boomerang is here. And we are excited about it. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, today, Tucker Carlson will be releasing his interview with Vladimir Putin. 
Tucker Carlson will follow a very long and storied history of news anchors and anchoresses and news publications to interview Vladimir Putin over the last couple of years. Some of them that come to mind are NBC News, Bloomberg, the AP, Showtime, 60 Minutes. Nobody had any freak out or panic over those people interviewing Vladimir Putin because those people interviewing Vladimir Putin, well, were controlled. They were agents of our super state and our intel agencies. So they weren't going to ask an unsanctioned question. They weren't going to get at the truth. But ladies and gentlemen, Tucker Carlson is not controlled. Tucker Carlson no longer works for controlled corporate media. Tucker Carlson is a free man. Now, you can you should be reminded that Tucker Carlson was actually stopped from interviewing Vladimir Putin. Let's drum those up, please, uh, ALX. Our intel agencies spied on him, hacked his email, went after Tucker Carlson to shame him, leaked his emails to the press in order to prevent Tucker from interviewing Putin earlier on in the year. The year was 2021. There was no war in Ukraine. There was peace across Europe. And yet our intel agencies hacked into Tucker's, like, why is this not the biggest scandal on earth? Nobody cares because Tucker doesn't have the right political views. This is how it always works. Tucker Carlson saw an interview with Putin at time of NSA spying claim. It's not a claim. It actually happened. And then they leaked his emails to embarrass him. And Fox News was able to shut down Tucker Carlson's interview with Putin. So they were able to apply the amount of external pressure to have the bosses of Tucker shut down that interview. <laughs> Joke's on them. There's no more bosses of Tucker. Tucker Carlson is, in fact, his own boss. Hey, Alex, can we grab like the Tucker? Can we grab the Tucker clip from the show from him talking about this? Because I feel like it's really important to set the table here for what we're about to witness at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight when he releases the Vladimir Putin interview. So Tucker Carlson had been stopped by the corporate media. He talked about it on a show on Fox. We'll grab the clip for you in just a second. Tucker Carlson had been stopped by the corporate press for interviewing Putin. Now those gloves are off. And the corporate media is having a meltdown, losing their ever-loving minds over this. They've actually trotted out Hillary Clinton, of all people, reached into the snake den and pulled out the python, the reptile queen, the lizard overlord, in order to come out on MSNBC in her some post-menopausal World Economic Forum robe that she wears and to squee about Tucker, calling him a lost puppy is what Hillary Clinton did. Yeah. And then weaponizing the fact that he's been fired from the agencies inside of her control. Now, this has profound effects, of course, on all of us and on the entire industry. And it's really, really important and it's really special and it's something that I wish to thank you for. Because what we are creating here 
is so powerful because it can't be controlled by them. You see, they see corporate media entities and vestiges as vectors for control. Hillary Clinton can make a call at any time and get anyone fired from NBC News. I've actually spoken with members of Congress about this, Democrats. There's some reasonable dem- members of Congress that are Democrats. Uh, they were, they would, ro- they, like, I was able to be, fr- I was friendly with them when I was in D.C. It's interesting for me to like, get their take. And one of them explicitly told me that the reason you don't say anything mean about the Clintons is that they control corporate media and can, in a moment, in the snap of a finger, get you or anyone else banned and will send hit squads out, not the Epstein style, but maybe that too, but corporate media hit squads out to come after you if you dare speak out against them. This member of Congress was telling me this over drinks and dinner, like in hushed tones. This was an elected Democrat being like the Clinton machine will literally come for you to destroy your career. And that, by the way, extends to Fox as well. An important reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that they did this to Tucker. So they literally, like, Fox News was not, Fox News was not immune to this. This was a Tucker Carlson broadcast from 2021. They were able to stop him from interviewing Putin. This is the power they have if you are inside of the vector of corporate media. Watch. Biden administration's largest intelligence gathering agency, the NSA, had been reading my private emails. Even saying that out loud is weird. It's one of those segments we never thought we would do ever. But the country has changed that much that fast. And honestly, the whole thing was kind of shocking. The government was spying on us. Come on. It seemed crazy, but it's true. And no one in Washington appeared to be shocked in the slightest. In fact, the usual shills right after our segment had a ready explanation for it. Either it never happened at all, they said, just a cable news show lying for ratings, or there must have been a good reason it happened. And they began furiously making excuses for why the NSA did it. A powerful, heavily politicized spy agency surveilling journalists who've been critical of the regime? No problem. It's perfectly normal. Just don't call it spying. But it's not normal at all. It is third world. And as we told you repeatedly, it did happen. Now that has been confirmed. Yesterday, we learned that sources in the so-called intelligence community told at least one reporter in Washington what was in those emails, my emails. There was nothing scandalous in there, thank God. We're happy to report that. Late this spring, I contacted a couple of people I thought could help get us an interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin. I told nobody I was doing this other than my executive producer, Justin Wells. I wasn't embarrassed about trying to interview Putin. He's obviously newsworthy. I'm an American citizen. I can interview anyone I want, and I plan to. Unfortunately, and I would never call Tucker a liar, but unfortunately that interview didn't happen. They were able to apply enough pressure to Fox News to stop that interview from going on. Here's the meme that was created by Rolls-Royce. Let's see, journalism, oh, there's Barbara Walters. Journalism, there's George Stephanopoulos. Journalism, there's Charlie Rose. Treason! (laughs) Yeah. You know, CNN interviewed Osama bin Laden. They're really proud of it, too. Bragged a lot about their access. Amazing. So the question uh, that should be asked here is why are they freaking out? And they're freaking out because everything they told you about Ukraine is a lie. 
And they are worried. Uh, li they're literally crapping themselves because they know that that lie is about to come tumbling down, about to come cratering down. And it couldn't come at a better time. We're going to get to exactly why Mitch McConnell um, not only should resign in disgrace, but should be tried in Guantanamo Bay. We're going to ask, we're going to also bring on uh, somebody who we believe is going to primary uh, a Republican rhino who decided not to vote to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. And in fact, there's one man in our Congress, a Republican, who saved Alejandro Mayorkas' ass. It's all coming down in, it's all collapsing in real time. There are, you don't fight wars on multiple fronts. You end up losing that way and they are losing. So this is why it's so important that we make the Tucker Carlson interview the most viral interview that ever happened on earth. Tucker has every right to conduct a journalism. He has every right to interview a world leader. In fact, the First Amendment was written for guys like Tucker to go and ask questions of world leaders that the powerful in our country and elsewhere may find uncomfortable. That is the goal. The goal of journalism should be to make the powerful uncomfortable. Not to protect, like a Praetorian guard, your powerful billionaire bosses, you ball gag, gimp suit simps, which is what the corporate press is. Don't say anything mean about Taylor Swift. Don't say anything mean about Jeff Bezos. Oh, leave the billionaire alone. That's what they become. And it's so degrading and it's so embarrassing. Are you supposed to agree with everything that Vladimir Putin says? No. In fact, you should never agree with anything that a politician says on its face, ever. But you have a right to hear it. That is your American right. It is your God-given right. The entire country is based on natural rights given to us by God outside of the government. And government's only role is to actually protect those rights and create human flourishing. And so information leads to human flourishing and you deserve all the information about a war that you're funding, about the death, destruction, chaos, and carnage that we are causing, that our American dollar has backed in this region. And is it worth it? What a great question. Since this is leveraging our future, your future, your children's future, and since the first thing that happens when we threaten Ukraine funding is the leaders of both parties saying, well, now we're going to send your sons and daughters to die. Chuck Schumer literally said this. Well, that's really important. And possibly the most important thing that we can be focused on right now. Instead, Hillary Clinton is trotted out to mule and bitch about Tucker Carlson and to explain that Please, 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 whatever you do, don't watch this interview. He's bad. He's been fired by corporate media before. That means he's bad. Here's our salt that lib of the day. Salty, salty Hillary. Get your salt shakers out, ladies and gentlemen. And put some salt in the comment section. Let's get a big old salting for Hildebeest. Go. <laughs> What does that tell you 
about Tucker Carlson and right-wing media and also Vladimir Putin? Well, it shows me what I think we've all known. He's what's called a useful idiot. I mean, if you actually read translations of what's being said on Russian media, they make fun of him. I mean, he's like a puppy dog. You know, he somehow has, after having been fired from so many outlets in the United States, he, uh, I would not be surprised uh, if he emerges with a contract with a Russian outlet because he is a useful idiot. He says things that are not true. He parrots Vladimir Putin's uh, pack of lies about Ukraine. Uh, so I don't see why Putin wouldn't give him an interview because through him, he can, you know, continue to lie about what his, you know, objectives are in Ukraine and, and, uh, you know, what he expects to see happen. It's really quite sad that not just somebody like Tucker Carlson, who has, as I said, been fired so many times because he seems unable to, you know, correlate his, it's it's more than just the political partisan advantage. There is a yearning for leaders who can kill and imprison their opponents, destroy the press, uh, lead a life that is one of impunity, unbound by any laws. There's a yearning among certain people in our country for that kind of leadership. And I find that absolutely gobsmacking, terrifying. We're so scared that people would dare put their political rivals in prison, Hillary Clinton says. That they'd lie to the public, Hillary Clinton says. There is no more irony, but there is an understanding as to why this is such an important issue. The reason why it's such an important issue is because they've now lost completely the narrative, the control mechanisms for society. It's happening in real time. So on MSNBC, they straight up admitted why they're angry about the Tucker Carlson interview because only corporate media should have the right to do interviews. Isn't that, isn't that remarkable? Here they are muling about Tucker Carlson saying he's an online video guy and a blogger. <laughs> we'll prove that wrong in just a second, watch. To the gavel once again. You also asked her uh, about uh, Vladimir Putin giving an interview uh, to a, like an online like video guy, uh, which, <laughs> um, which uh, she is like the American dude who went over there to basically like tell this how, kind of how like awesome he was. Going rogue, uh, Moscow. Um, and she, you know, like her views on Putin have been clear for a long time and they, and her views on uh <laughs> This uh, blogger going to do the interview were also pretty clear. Yes. Um, am I allowed to say his name? Yes. Yes. I'm just. His name is Tucker Carlson, and he is the only American journalist who has been able to interview Putin since the invasion in 2022. And, you know, again, we'll be talking about this later at 9 p.m., but she calls him a useful idiot. Uh, paraphrasing, not paraphrasing. Not paraphrasing. She says useful. Right. Quoting Lenin yes. that he's effectively a tool of Tucker Carlson is a tool of Vladimir Putin, a mouthpiece for Kremlin propaganda. And it's it's honestly hard to debate her on that, right? Like, if you look at what Tucker Carlson's been doing with Viktor Orban, with Vladimir Putin, just on a strongman tour of the globe. But this is why, Chris, you know, there is a, a line to be drawn between Tucker Carlson interviewing Vladimir Putin and the resistance in the Republican Party to pass this Ukraine. <laughs> it's so delicious. 
<laughs> Am I allowed to say his name? <laughs> Am I allowed to say Voldemort Beetlejuice? This is why they're angry. Check out the numbers Tucker puts up. They're upset because now they've officially lost all control. Tucker Carlson interviewing the future president of Argentina, 428 million views. The pithy, bitchy little show that you were just watching on MSNBC, we pull the numbers nightly. That show can't even crack a million views. Here's Tucker Carlson with the most watched interview in history, arguably. It's, you can make the argument that Tucker Carlson's interview here posted on X is the most watched interview in human history with a guy speaking Spanish. 428 million views, not Oprah, not Princess Diana, not anything, not all of the broadcast hours for MSNBC for the entire year add up to that. And that's power they can't control. It is totally and wholly outside of their control. They're losing their minds about it. Here's his interview with Trump. Tucker's interview with Trump also equally doing hundreds of millions of views. I think 350 million, 267 million views. Corporate broadcast television, which is, by the way, a very passively engaged thing. It's just not on the gym, right? It's not actual viewers like truly watching, which is what this is. That passive viewership only does across networks like 10 million a night. And here's Tucker Carlson giving Trump a platform to nearly 300 million people. That's the population of the country minus the uh, criminal illegal migrants. And so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is why they're losing their minds. And this is why I am fascinated in what Tucker Carlson is going to produce tonight and why you should be too. Not because we're going to agree with everything that's said, you should never do that, but because you have a right to hear it. And because this imperils the value of your dollar, the future of your country, and exposes a goblin-like, truly malevolent level of our leadership who cares far more about a Ukraine border than they do about our own border, which is why in this uh, absolute embarrassment of a border bill, our border got like $10 billion and Ukraine's border got $60 billion. They care so much more about Ukraine. Do we have that, um, do we have that Chris Murphy clip? where he just straight up admits it. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, they're just admitting now that they care so much more about legal criminal alien migrants from the third world than they do about you. It shows that in their funding, if you really wanna see someone's priorities and you wanna see who they are, check their credit card statement. If you wanna know who somebody is, check their credit card statement. If you wanna know what they value, is it going out the bar? Is it sports cars? Is it watches? What is it? Check where they're spending money. Our Congress and our leaders, so-called, care only about the borders of Israel and Ukraine. They do not give jack about our border. They do not care at all about you or your future. In fact, lucky for us, they are willing to just straight up go on camera and say it. Here's Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut 
on camera admitting who he and the Democrat Party care the very most about. The negotiation didn't have a path to citizenship. It was entirely on their terms in order to get Ukraine funding, right? Well, I mean, Chris, that's been a failed play for 20 years. So you are right that that has been the Democratic strategy for 30 years, maybe. uh, And it has failed to deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country. This is also not 2013 any longer when we ran that play last. So he says it on camera. Sometimes it's so wonderful to have such useful idiots in our government. The people we care about most, says this powerful elected Democrat that just negotiated the border bill that gives nothing to our southern border, but everything to Ukraine's border. Uh, He just says we care about most undocumented, criminal, illegal aliens. That's what the Democrat Party cares about most. Now, we know why. It's because the Democrat Party can't get votes here from regular Americans, so they must import their votes. The Democrat Party is doing a total power play right now in order to ensure that they have permanent majorities forever by importing the third world, creating a new political underclass that they can control. That is the play. And there are some Republicans that are helping them out. By not impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas, I handful of Republicans sided with Democrats and wouldn't allow that bill to pass the House earlier this week. There is now a man who is running to primary one of those rhinos. His name is Alex Bruzewitz, and he joins the show now. Alex, thanks for coming on the show. Congratulations. I don't know if you've officially announced yet, but it's all over my social media feed. Alex Bruzewitz should run against one of the Republicans who, like, uh, like maybe you could explain it to me. Why wouldn't you vote to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas? Yeah, so to confirm, I have not uh, announced my candidacy yet. I'm still taking a strong look. I will be taking a strong look for quite some time. I have a June 3rd filing deadline. Uh, but what Gallagher did was a betrayal of the Republican Party and, quite frankly, the American people. I don't know if his voters will forgive him. And after that vote, I was reached out to by dozens of members of Congress uh, and certain Trump allies and saying, Alex, will you consider running? And so uh, that is kind of my home district. I grew up about 20 minutes away from there. I have a lot of family connections there. I work with a couple of manufacturing firms in the area. And uh, so I'll be spending some time out there and kind of getting engaged for an appetite for a candidacy. And um, Gallagher betrayed the people. Uh, and from my understanding, I think you shared this the other day, but it seems that he engaged in a quid pro quo with Mayorkas. Uh, uh, I think there was a report from Mike Howell of Heritage Foundation that showed uh, he, he did a private deal with my, Mayorkas to crack down on textile uh, imports. He probably traded his impeachment vote for that. And maybe we'll find out that there was a donor involved. Uh, but Mike Gallagher let down the country. He let down his party. Uh, and he didn't tell anybody that he was going to vote that way. And so it was a total surprise. He made the Republican conference look foolish for bringing that vote to the floor. And then he backstabbed everybody when it happened. And so people are upset, rightfully so. And we're going to be taking a very strong look at this race. So this guy ended up trading his vote in order to get Mayorkas to do something for him and then sold out the rest of the country, right? So this, this is like exposing once again, time and time again, how it works in Washington, D.C. 
Yeah, that's certainly what it looks like. And uh, I'm sure more facts will come out. I believe a couple of reporters are taking a closer look at uh, that that trade and, and uh, if there was a deal made. And if there was, uh, that's very troubling. And I think Mike Gallagher might have a, a bigger issue than Alex Bruzewitz primarying him. And so, uh, again, I haven't confirmed yet, but I have a lot of excitement about this race, a lot of grassroots leaders. I'm already endorsed by the college Republicans of Wisconsin, and I haven't even uh, said anything about running. And so, uh, you know, I think we'd have a ton of support. I believe I would have the entire MAGA movement behind me if we did pursue that. And it's a Republican district. Uh, Trump won that by 15 points in 2020. But even more so, even if I don't explore this race and don't continue this race, I, I think Speaker Johnson should remove Representative Gallagher from the chairmanship of the committee to investigate the CCP. If you look at the numbers of the Chinese nationals flooding into our country, being paid for by the Chinese government to invade our nation, uh, that just clear, clearly shows that he's unfit to be in that role. I don't want somebody who I think might be compromised by the CCP uh, leading the charge to investigate them. And so I think there's a lot of great Republicans, maybe get Marjorie Taylor Greene on there, maybe get Byron Donalds on that committee. These guys, I know for a fact, would hold them accountable. Uh, but that deal is very troubling. The Chinese have been sending fentanyl across our border uh, for, for years and, and killing thousands and thousands of Americans. And so... Uh, I think Mike Gallagher is unfit to serve in that capacity. And at the bare minimum, whether I run against him or not, I think Speaker Johnson should do the right thing and remove him. Alex, you're very close with Trump. You're obviously very close with MAGA world. I think you're exactly right that you would have all of MAGA at your back. And this is a Trump district. So have you spoken with the president about this? Uh, I don't want to get into conversations uh, like that, but uh, we would have a lot of support. I wouldn't run if I didn't have the support. And so... Uh, I'm going to spend the next couple of weeks, couple of months, uh, really taking a close look and, and possibly laying the groundwork for something. But uh, I've heard from reporters. I've heard from grassroots leaders. I believe the Green Bay uh, GOP chairman sent a letter condemning Gallagher, saying he can no longer support him. Ocanto GOP did the same thing. He has trouble back home, whether it's me or it's somebody else. And so uh, I think he should do the right thing next week and vote to impeach Mayorkas. And if he does that, maybe I have no reason to run. But uh, he's clearly compromised at this moment, and I hope he proves to the people that he's not and he can be trusted again. But uh, he has a long way to go. Uh, based on the 2024 election, I think we're going to see some really great headwinds for Donald Trump in Wisconsin. Can you sort of game theory out how your home state is going to be going? Obviously, a lot of shenanigans with drop boxes. And what there's a, there's a recent legal case with like a like an ice cream truck that would go gather up ballots, like driving around, and they're like, okay, that's illegal. Like, what the hell's going on in Wisconsin? And there was the nursing home uh, situation where the people were going to the nursing home and filling up ballots for people. Yeah. Uh, the state legislator has cracked down on a lot of that. They, they've changed their election laws. Um, and, and so, uh, we're going to be a lot more prepared this next go around. Uh, and illegal immigration hitting Wisconsin hard. There was a situation early January where an illegal immigrant killed uh, a mother and a child uh, in a drunk driving accident. Uh, this guy should never have been in our country, came in through the lackadaisical uh, Biden you know, open borders. Uh, and so uh, immigration, I believe, is going to be the number one issue across the board this, country, uh, this election. And it affects Wisconsin. It affects uh, Arizona. It affects uh, North Carolina, Pennsylvania. Every state is affected by this. And so uh, I, I believe the great people of Wisconsin will turn out for Trump uh, allies uh, in Congress, in the Senate, uh, and they'll certainly turn out for President Trump. Absentee, absentee voting van. <laughs> what, the, like, what the hell is this? What's going on? It's just it's it's 
Well, I, I mean, just so you know, if you guys see a van that pulls up on the sidewalk, do not get into it. I, I was told, told that at a very young age. And also, I uh, want to comment on that previous segment about Chris Hayes. Have you noticed that the MSNBC lesbians, both Rachel Maddow and Chris Hayes, they look the same? I, I guess that makes Halloween very, very easy. So we have so we have a situ we have a situation here in Wisconsin um, nationally. Your thoughts on Trump twenty twenty four? What is it looking like? Uh, I know you work closely with MAGA World. Yeah, well, uh, Decision Desk, which is not you know very favorable to President Trump ever. Uh, they have us at two hundred and ninety three delegates at the moment. I think we're going to do uh, close to that, but we're not going to take anything for granted. We're going to work really hard. Uh, we have the best ground game in 2024 that I think the campaign and Trump world has ever had. I know outside groups like Turning Point USA are going to be doing a great job in ballot chasing and ballot harvesting in states where it's permitted. Uh, and so uh, the electioneering, I think that's going to be a big difference between this year and 2020. And so uh, we'll be a lot more prepared for any shenanigans. Uh, but, you know, I think a lot of different states are in play. President Trump has indicated that he thinks New Jersey is in play. He wants to do a big rally at Madison Square Garden. Uh, and uh, we're very excited about our, our our chances. Minnesota is another state that uh, I think we could do pretty well in, and, and we'll see what Dean Phillips ends up doing. He's been very critical of Joe Biden, and uh, maybe he endorses against him. But we have a really great uh, team this time. I think everybody's working uh, together very nicely. And, uh, you know, all the reports are how this is the best Trump campaign they've ever seen. So that scares the hell out of the left. And also the court cases are crumbling before our eyes. I believe the uh, ballot case, uh, you know, removing President Trump from the ballot is before the Supreme Court as we speak. I believe that's going to be a favorable ruling for us. Uh, the immunity thing, I believe, will be a favorable ruling for us if the Supreme Court does do the right thing. But we have a lot of great momentum right now, and I hope it keeps going. Would you be the youngest member of Congress? I don't actually know your age. Uh, I'm 26, soon to be 27. I'm getting up there. You know, I've known you for a long time, Benny. So, uh, you know, it, it's been it's been a fun ride in politics and uh, I'm excited to see what the next chapter holds. And so I would be probably the youngest member of Congress, uh, except for I think you've had Brandon Gill on the program and Brandon Gill is going to do very uh, he might be younger than me. OK. All right. Well, Godspeed, Alex. Uh, enjoy all those phone calls from people asking you to run. And um, you know what? If he votes the wrong way, man, we totally we totally encourage it. No room in the party for weakness. Not now. There's too much on the line. Thanks, brother. No room in the party for weakness. This is our opportunity. Top GOP senators game out McConnell's ouster after botched border deal. This is all having to do with Mitch McConnell actively organizing what a great piece of art there this is all having to do with mitch mcconnell actively subverting the republican party inside of the senate it is amazing the more people call us and the more uh members of the senate get on the phone with us and talk to us about what's actually happening here mitch mcconnell is openly negotiating bills in order to give democrats wins and in order to scapegoat his own party it is malevolent. It is duplicitous. It's enraging. And now there are a number of people that are lining up to call for a leadership vote to try and kick out Mitch McConnell. And this is something that we are going to be actively putting our shoulder to the wheel on in this program. Mitch McConnell should not be the leader of Republicans in the Senate. Mitch McConnell must resign. 
Mitch McConnell must be shamed into resignation. And there's a massive scandal out right now, actually, that Mitch McConnell has already stabbed Republican voters and interests directly in the back by planning a CODEL, which is a special little trip that they take at taxpayer expense to Ukraine in order to stand with Zelensky and all of his war contractor buddies for massive payouts. What does that mean? That means that Mitch McConnell never wanted to secure the border and Mitch McConnell only ever wanted to hand Ukraine another giant blank check to some of the worst criminal oligarchs in the world and, of course, for massive payouts to his buddies inside of Lockheed Martin, Boeing, and the defense industry contractors. Scoop, says Charlie Kirk. I just received word that Schumer has a CODEL, congressional delegation, trip to Kiev planned for two weeks from now to celebrate his and McConnell's Ukraine funding win. These trips take long time to pull off. If this is true, then it's almost certain that Schumer knew that even if the border deal failed, McConnell would always help give him money for Ukraine. Treachery. Precisely correct. McConnell controls uh, the cuck wing of the Republicans in the Senate, like 20 some odd votes of people that aren't actually Republicans that owe Mitch McConnell everything because he comes in and saves their races. A good example, this is Lisa Murkowski, who isn't a Republican. But Mitch McConnell spent $9 million to ensure that a Republican didn't win that seat. And as somebody like Murkowski, who's who has total fealty to him alone, is like buying his own votes. And then he's able to hand wins to Democrats. And he goes on the trail and he hugs Joe Biden. And he embraces Joe Biden, the most unpopular president uh, in our lifetime. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mitch McConnell deserves to lose. We are going to use the power of this show and we're going to use uh, the amplification that we can to start banging that drum, ladies and gentlemen. Here are the senators, the brave senators who have lined up in order to call for Mitch McConnell to resign as leader of Republicans. Ladies and gentlemen, those uh, senators, Ted Cruz, Ron Johnson, J.D. Vance, Mike Lee, and Rick Scott. That list should be four times as long. We'll get there. We'll get there. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our obligation to you to regularly bring you the news as it happens and from inside of the rooms where it is happening. That is why we are thrilled to have Don Jr. on tonight at 5 o'clock. On Tenet Media's channel, we have a show on Tenet Media called In the Arena. We'll be interviewing Don Jr. live tonight about what's actually happening in the Trump campaign and a number of other issues across the country. Please tune in to Tenet Media. You can find their channels across social media. We'll be broadcasting live tonight with Don Jr. as a uh, as an appetizer course to Tucker Carlson's interview this evening that we believe will probably break the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, no matter what happens to Tucker, there's a lot of people who are calling for him to be shut out of the country. Well, joke's on you, because he can just walk in through the southern border. No matter what happens to us, no matter what happens in the news cycle, we will always leave you with the good news. Today's verse of the day from Matthew 10. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. 
but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Ladies and gentlemen, a reminder that this earth is temporal, that Satan controls much in this sunken place, and that you just really sometimes can't count on it to be peaches and cream and roads paved with gumdrops, but that we can rest our trust in Christ and that we will be saved. We must endure. And if we do that, ladies and gentlemen, we will win. The victory will be ours in the end. So we march forward, we fight, and I'm fighting right alongside you. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.